This podcast is presented by Ride for Mental Health, an organization dedicated to breaking the mental health stigma in the action sports community. To support our cause, you can purchase merchandise or donate directly on our website at rideformh.org. We appreciate your support. Welcome to the Tell Me More podcast. I am Pippa Scott, founder of Ride for Mental Health. Just a reminder to please tell your friends you love them. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Tell Me More podcast. Today, joining me, I have Maggie Betnaz, ski instructor at Loon Mountain. She is from Bridgewater, New Hampshire, right outside of Plymouth. She went to Newfound Regional High School, and she is currently attending St. Lawrence University in Canton, New York. I almost said New Jersey. How are you? Good. How are you, Pippa? I'm good. You know, it's like 5.30, the end of my day. I'm like in my bed by 7 these days because I work at a bakery in Vermont, and we have early mornings, so I'm like, get in my bed at 7, hopefully like asleep by 8. <laughs> Yeah, me too. No, every day after ski school this winter, I'd fall asleep by like 830. Yeah, I feel so boring and lame and I like not a teenager, but I'm just so tired and exhausted. I'm like, no, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, tell me your story. Like, what's up with you? And why do you do the things you do? My mom taught me to ski at my local hill, Tenny Mountain. It closed down a couple years later and we moved off to Ragged Mountain both in New Hampshire, by the Plymouth area. And that's when I started to actually snowboard in elementary school. My mom bought us all snowboards because she was a snowboarder. She taught us all how to snowboard. We mastered that. And once we got into high school again, all of us kids started like buying skis and skiing again and stuff like that. So I got more back into the ski scene, the park freestyle ski scene. But I kind of do both still. It's tons of fun. I mean, it's what I do every weekend. Anytime I get a free chance. I've started doing a lot of backcountry skiing since I've been up at school. There's a whole bunch of like skidding and stuff like that available. Um, And when I'm at school, I ski at Whiteface and Gore Mountain, which is super fun. So yeah. What's your major right now in college? Um, right now I am majoring in biology. So I'm doing about like the pre-health track. I think I want to do some sort of either wilderness medicine with it or like physical therapy, something active that kind of incorporates my love for sports and like medical stuff. So, yeah. And have you always been in St. Lawrence or were you somewhere else before? Um, so I grew up in Bridgewater, New Hampshire. I went to Newfound Regional High School. I graduated in 2022, and now I'm at St. Lawrence. I am in my second semester of my sophomore year now, and I live in a massive house with 25 other people called the Outing Club. So we are just like a group of kids who all live together. It's co-ed, and we lead trips. We get funding for it. So we'll lead ski trips. Last semester, I led a three-day mountain biking trip at Kingdom Trails in Vermont. Lots of bike trips in the fall. Lots of ski trips in the winter. We'll to all sorts of ski mountains. We're going to do some learned ski trips with some more minority groups on campus. Probably haven't learned to ski before. Yeah. 
How does it feel like living with that many other people? Because I mean, I go to a boarding school, but when I went to Holderness, they had bigger dorms and they had smaller dorms. And I always wanted to be in the smaller dorms because I just felt like being around that many people all the time, like it wasn't my thing. Like, how do you, how do you deal with it? Living with so many people? Well, it's crazy. It was like a big adjustment at first. Um, I would say it, I love it because I love the chaoticness of it. I'm kind of used to growing up that having like a younger brother who would always have friends over and stuff like that. There's always kids in my house and I love the chaos. So it is crazy. It was a big adjustment, I would say. It's only my second semester living in the house, but I do love it. It is co-ed, so it can get really hectic, really crazy at times. Dishes is a big issue that we struggled a lot. <laughs> Um, it is, yeah, our, you can't see our sink, but we have a kind of empty fridge that just has a lot of ketchup and a lot of hot sauce and that's pretty much it. But yeah. So if this is your second semester for your freshman year, are you just in the dorms like normal? Yeah. So all freshmen are required to live in dorms their first year. And at St. Lawrence, you have a FYS. So that is a, um, like first year program. And you and your roommate or whoever you're living with, they're going to be taking a class together. All freshmen have to do it. It's like a two-hour class. And it's basically getting down those basic like writing and reading and analyzing skills that you'll need in college throughout like all these essays that you're going to do in research projects. So like last year, um, I lived with my roommate in a small dorm on campus called Priest. It was one of the smaller dorms and only had about 50 kids. And there were two classes, um, their first year programs, and each of them has a different theme. So yeah, I got to like really know those kids and I still keep in contact with them. Some super nice people. I made some really good friends through it. And then how did you decide that you were going to move into this house? So every spring, every semester, we have an application period where you can apply to houses. St. Lawrence University has like fraternities and sororities, but we're also very big on theme houses. It's kind of one of the best things we're known for. I knew about the outing club when I first came up to visit and like I saw this sick looking house and it said like outing club right on the outside, the signs and like they had a whole bunch of rails outside in the yard. And I'm like, I want to live there. And like, of course, I met people last year by going on trips and stuff like that. And I like went to more like functions here at the house and eventually I'm like you know what I'm gonna apply so I applied I got in um and yeah I've been having a great time ever since I fit in really well here yeah that's awesome you're a super duper outdoorsy person so you're you're a part of the bike community and the and so word community right yeah yeah no I really do it all I had to pick the most expensive sports of course and (laughs) Now I'm so broke, but it's so much fun. I'm an adrenaline junkie, as as is you. <laughs> so how do you feel between, because I'm part of the snowboard community. Whenever I talk to people about the snowboard community, it's always just like, yeah, like it's super welcoming and loving. I don't know much about the ski community, but I definitely want to know like your take on how you feel about the ski community and also your take on how you feel about the bike community and where you think they differ. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So from my experience in the bike community, um, we're part of the ECCC when we're biking and doing competitions, and that is the Eastern um, Collegiate Cycling Conference. So I do strictly like mountain biking, um, like enduro and downhill. 
mostly downhill um, because I'd rather ride a chairlift up than bike up a mountain. <laughs> but um, so I found it super, super welcoming. We have another college nearby, Clarkson, and we became really good friends with them. And then there's Plymouth State University back in New Hampshire, and we became really good friends with them. So we actually had a big like bike prom formal thing here at our school this fall, and it was a massive party, and it was so much fun. So I've met a whole bunch of wicked cool people through that. Some really strong, amazing women who like go to nationals and are freaking amazing. And they like really inspire me to like keep pushing myself and like mountain biking. That's something that's like a little bit newer to me, but that I'm like quickly falling in love with. The ski community is similar. I feel like it is... I feel like in both communities, I've noticed the biggest thing is like lack of females and lack of females in the more like freestyle park settings, as you do now. Um, So it's a little more intimidating, I would say. I grew up around boys and with boys. So I think that's how I really got into it. Like people who were like, yeah, you got it. Just try it. And super encouraging. So, I mean, here we're always hitting like rails and on campus and stuff and people are encouraging. They'll give you tips to help you out. So I feel like they're two totally different communities. I think the bike community is a little more supportive. That's what I've noticed. But I hope that the skiing community can continue to be more supportive. Yeah, I feel like I biked a little bit but like nothing crazy um I would rather go downhill than I would go uphill but Mm -hmm. I did a little pedaling and um I felt that because there are so many free ski boys because it's such a crazy trend right now that I find it to be more intimidating than biking because I think that the bikers are more open maybe to females mm-hmm. being around or maybe that there's just like a more open community. But the free ski boys are just like very hectic and also very competitive. And I think that it's like just starting to be like that too. Like I went to nationals last year and the free ski boys were like so big they're just such a competitive group and so I think that as a girl who's a free skier I don't know I don't know if if the word is like respect that they lack or if it's also just that they're like in their own bubble and they just are dealing with so many other people their age and they're competing against maybe no I totally agree with you I do see that I mean I know on a mountain bike I'm gonna be the slower person but no one's yelling at me to move out of the way or something like that when I'm going down the hill But I definitely do feel in the park there is a lack of respect or like, oh, she's a girl or something like that. So like something that I like noticed this winter with like my kids and as I'm ski instructing, I'll like bring them through the park and like mostly just teaching them park safety. But I'm like, look at this word. It says smart. And the R in it stands for respect. And you'll notice like all these guys like are big and scary and they scare the shit out of me, but they're just going to cut in front of you. They're going to like snake your drop. They're going to like steal your lines and stuff like that. And it's so uncool. So uncool. So like, I'm like, you got to be like, you got to be assertive or something like that. Like I'm trying to teach my kids. I'm like, don't let people cut in front of you. Don't let those little boys cut in front of you. Like you're, you go first if you were there first. So I do definitely see, I feel a lack of respect in the community. I would agree with you. 
on that. Um, I'm not really sure why. I think it's because it is very stereotypical. I mean, as we see and know, um, like skiing and snowboarding is a predominantly white and maybe more wealthy and higher class thing to do. And there does feel like there's a lack of respect um, in the community at some points. Yeah, I feel like I feel at last with snowboard boys for some reason, maybe because the snowboard community is smaller than the ski community. But I feel that especially when I was at Nationals last year, like the first week of ski week, like the first day of ski week, bibs were pulled. The first mm-hmm. no bibs were pulled snowboard week, not one. But the first day of ski week, bibs were pulled. So I feel like it's just like, I don't know. That's just kind of what I've noticed is just that the like skier boys are just, there's so many of them. And I think it's kind of a mob mentality at some points. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you. And I struggle with that at Loon a little bit. It's um really intimidating. It's like one of the best parks around and stuff like that. Um. I see maybe two chicks a day going through the park and the rest of it is a whole bunch of boys on skis with uh, look pivots and it's intimidating for sure. Yeah. So was that the whole point of starting Chicks Do Flips or was there like another yeah. reason? Yeah. So moving into that, yeah, that's kind of the reason why I started Chicks Do Flips. Last year, as you know, I had a big accident in the park or not a big accident, but I had an accident in the park and I broke my leg. I broke my tip fib. So I had to get surgery. I had to get a rod and four screws in. Um, so I was out, I was done for the season, which seemed awful to me because that's all I've done every year. I'm like constant athlete. I used to be a college athlete and playing field hockey, stuff like that. Like I'm a constant go, 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 move, move, move person, mostly for my mental health. So when I couldn't do that, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I started knitting hats and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Maybe I could like make a business out of this. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm so sick of like not seeing any woman in the freestyle like community where you see them, but there's a lack of respect. There's a lack of representation, et cetera. So I had the idea. I'm like, I was looking up online. I'm like, I want some cool like women's park stuff. And I was looking up like chicks do flips and nothing was coming up besides for like a video of like a chick on like a skateboard or something. So I was like, all right, so maybe like I maybe I can do something. And I started like just drawing and messing around. Um, My dad's a graphic designer. So he was like really helpful with showing me like online tools and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to like make this happen. I was at school. All my friends were skiing on the weekends and I was not. So um, I started kind of making it a thing, building the website and making it a reality just to, I don't know, show women like support. And yeah. Yeah. Also women in business, like women in STEM. (laughs) No, seriously, women in STEM. Like it's hard to be a woman in STEM. It's hard to be a woman in the park. I mean, it's hard to be a woman, period. So it's all that. And I was like, hot pink, perfect. I used to hate pink when I was a kid. And now I'm like taking it back in the strong, like feminist way that I really love. I used to also hate hate pink when I was little, but I also started to really love it. And I thought that when I first did the ride for Eli hoodies, I was like, Eli would love pink. Like I didn't do it because I would like it. I was like, Eli would love this if it was pink. But I think that, like, I have started to like pink. And even, like, 
even this is like a shitty example, like the stupid Barbie movie, even though it was like so popular, it's like that's like my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, and I was never a Barbie kid. I never had Barbies. I was like the Lego <laughs> kid. Like I was a tomboy growing up. I didn't wear pink, I didn't wear skirts, and I didn't wear purple, like or glitter. Like it wasn't a thing. I think that like what the Barbie movie and I think now as we're starting to get older is trying to like more normalize is like bringing like having women be more feminist because I think that even our generation especially especially in the action sports community tries to like bring down their like how they appear as a female like I feel like I used to wear like all black in the park like it was kind of like a compliment if someone was like, oh yeah, she rides like a boy. Or like, I would be mistaken for a guy growing up all the time on my snowboard. And like, my parents would always be like, yeah, take that as a compliment. Take that as a compliment. But like, Mm-mm. it's it's the same as like, oh, she runs like a girl. How that would be yeah. like something to be get upset about. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, the big like the big things that you're trying to tackle and same with the Barbie movie and same with like, a lot of things right now I think there's a lot around just like bringing like just letting little girls be little girls and having that just be like normal yeah totally no that's the thing the whole point is to break the stigma and show everyone yeah. how strong and powerful you are I mean that's the whole reason why I have my like shred strands out and stuff like that and I'm gonna rock it I want people to know that I'm a girl I want people to know that I'm trying this stuff and when I fail, I'm failing because I tried something that was out of my comfort zone, not just because I'm a girl. But yeah, I want people to like recognize me, be like, oh, she's a good skier. She's fun. She's nice and know me for more than who I am. Yeah, I understand. Like, I get that, that you want people to see you for more than just like the like what's on the outside you want people to like understand like that you have hobbies and you have like other stuff going on and that you're smart and like yeah I get it I think that it's a really great message that is becoming really popular right now and I also think that the chicks do flips things is just so dope what's your like what are your plans for it in the future or like what are like aspirations or what have you done so far just like tell me all about it yeah so um I don't know like I basically just started with like trying to make some stickers like just little basic stickers I'm like oh yeah just stick them around everywhere hand them out to people like I just give them out for free when I see people who want stickers um and I, like, put one on my helmet, I put them on my phone, I put them on my water bottle, people are asking, and I get to tell them, which is awesome. And then I started making, like, clothes and hats, selling it to, like, SLU students or people back home. I would love to maybe get it into a local ski shop back home, um, get some hats and some, like, t-shirts. I would love to extend my design more. Um, I would love to like start holding events like women's like park events. Like I was planning on doing that on campus. Um, I have a whole bunch of friends who want to learn how to hit a rail, but are too scared because they've never done it or the men are too intimidating. Or when you have a whole bunch of rails set up, it's going to be a whole bunch of guys who come over and the girls are scared. I mean, they're scary. So stuff like that. Definitely just 
getting it out there more, advertising it more. It's something that I'm not doing for profit. I'm just doing it because I wanted to. And I like, I had a mission, I had a thought. Um, and I wanted some female like park merch saying I shred. So yeah, that's awesome. That was my next question was like, how do you make profit? And so obviously you're not trying to lose money, but you're just saying that like, you're not trying to gain money. You're just trying to like stay level with it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I do not make much of a profit off of anything. I'm pretty like lenient with stuff. Um, Like I have had people reach out to me be like, hey, if I have like friends who like shoot and are really good like filmers, can I get a discount on your merch? And I'm like, yeah, like I don't really make a profit off of it. So I can't give you a huge discount, but... If you like give me some photos and videos and stuff, of course, like you can have this. I'll give you a discount and stuff like that. So I don't like go like advertising that everywhere, but I've had people reach out to me privately. I've given like friends chicks do flip stuff for like their birthdays or Christmas and stuff like that. Like my brother just had his 18th birthday and I got him a shirt. I'm like, good, you can wear this. So people are supportive, which is awesome. Um, And yeah, I'm not really in it for the profit, but in it to get the word out. Yeah. Have you felt any, like, I wouldn't, I want to say like lashbacks from anything, but have you felt, it's not like that dramatic. It's more like, uh, do you feel like you have a hard time maybe getting the word out or maybe like finding support behind it from the ski community or from the, any community really, the bike community? I mean, definitely. Sometimes, yeah, it's hard just to get people to buy things. They're like, oh, 30 bucks, that's kind of expensive. And yeah, it's kind of expensive. I tell people I'm not making a huge profit off of it. I'm mostly just getting it out there to spread the word and stuff like that, just to encourage other girls, to encourage little girls um, to get into the park more and stuff like that. So I'm not in it for anything for me. So any like anything to get that type of stuff out there helps just like you and ride for mental health. It's a social, it's a big social thing more than a personal. Yeah. Do you think that now that you're not hurt, that it's kind of taking more of a backseat or do you think it's going to help you more because you can see, so you can kind of be around people that you can like talk to about it? I think it's going to help me more. Um, I put it on my helmet. I've had a couple of people like say stuff about that. I mean, now that I'm out and about at the mountains, it's more helpful. I'm going to try to get more shoots at the mountain done. I do like a lot of photography. So I will like put the clothes on my friends, be like, hey, go hit this rail and this and I'll be down there shooting, getting those pictures to be able to advertise it more, which I wasn't really able to do last year. I think that'd be super helpful to get it out. I mean, I'm excited to ski. I'm a little hesitant getting back to it. I did a little bit of snowboarding. It felt so good because of the boots and stuff. Ski boots do really st- suck still. Um, you ha- Wait, have you skied or have you not skied yet? No, I have skied. Okay, I was going to be like, wait. No, I've been <laughs> skiing, but I've been so hesitant. Like I've had to like relearn rails, which I'm like still relearning because my leg is so weak and I just keep slipping out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hit this jump. And I'm like, I'm just hesitant. Like I'm cautious over my leg right now, which is some a hump that I need to get over. 
Do you just feel like there's like a mental block because you don't want to do what you did again? Yeah, I think it's a mental block. I've never had a serious big injury and I'm usually the person that's like, I mean, that's how I hurt myself. I'm like, I don't care. I think I'm invincible. But there's definitely a mental block that I need to get rid of. I need like some encouragement, some coaching almost that would be like super helpful. I'm kind of like, okay, how do I do this without hurting myself? And I'm trying to like work out more. I've been doing a lot of touring and getting myself back in shape, which has been helping just to make myself as strong as possible. Yeah. As I told you, I just had knee surgery. I am a little nervous. My season's over. So I am a little nervous to get back like next year. But I just think that you definitely have to give yourself time. And I, this is not my first big injury. I think I hurt myself all the time. Um, But I think that like, this season doesn't have to be amazing for you. Like, you just have to remember that. Like, you're just getting back into it. Like, you had a major surgery and you don't want to hurt your body more. And so like, just like hyping yourself up to just like be outside and like just to get on your skis and get on your snowboard it's just like it's all good stuff I mean you're not planning to go to the next Olympics so it's not like you need to be like okay I need to land this 1400 right now yeah no I do this stuff because it's fun I mean I'm not doing any crazy competitions or anything like that sure it's great to win free stuff but I do it because I have fun and I love doing it. So like I'm this spring, I'm doing an avalanche safety course. I'm getting my AV1 cert in the Tetons in Wyoming with some kids from my school. So we're all going out there for snow science course. We get like class credit. I get a ski around Jackson Hole, which I'm super excited for. Um, we've been getting a little bit of powder. So I've been trying to ski like more backcountry in the woods. Um, I want to work on like my drops this year, have a lot more fun with powder and maybe get a lot off of the hard pack. <laughs> I was actually, I just had Josh on the podcast last episode and him and I were talking about backcountry on the East Coast. So it's so funny that you bring it up now because him and I were like, yeah, like, I don't know, it's way bigger in like Colorado and Utah. But like, it's great to hear that people are still doing it. Because I mean, we do get a lot of snow, but we don't have huge mountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this I mean, this season's been great for it, too. We've been so lucky this year with how much snow we've been getting, especially with you guys up in northern Vermont. I know Jay and Sugarbush have been getting hammered. I don't have, I probably have a foot of snow at school right now. I drove like an hour south yesterday and skinned up a mountain and there was like miraculously like two more feet of snow. So that was like pretty awesome. But it's so much fun and it's so different to ski powder. I've never skied out west, so I don't know what like those wicked powder days are like. But I mean, I always remember skiing. I mean, we, I was always the one to skip online learning and go skiing if there was a <laughs> day or if it was a day off from school. Like, I know how to drive in bad snowstorms because I know when I want to get to the mountain. Backcountry skiing is great. Um, it can be tricky up here, especially with I feel like there's a larger lack of knowledge in backcountry skiing up here because it's not as accessible. Um, so you have like a whole bunch of people trying to go up tucks after like a snowstorm or like when the winds are really bad and the snowpack's not safe so just like I feel like if there were a little bit more knowledge on the east coast people would be safer we'd learn more and stuff like that 
Yeah, I remember me and my friend were trying to just like figure out the right time to go up top. Mm-hmm. I'd never done anything like that, but I remember him being just like super down to it and like really wanted to do it. We never did it. We never ended up doing it. We tried to take Wit with us, and Wit was like, "I'm not fucking doing that." Like, fuck that. Um, but yeah, I definitely. But it was like I'd only talked to one other person who wanted who wanted to do this. There's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's go on a hike type of people, and then there are like people that like want to climb up a mountain like right after it snows and want to like snowboard down it and I just feel like in Colorado and in Utah that's like there's just bigger there's bigger community for it but there's definitely people here that want to do it I just Mm -hmm. don't know a lot of them yeah it's a it's a rare breed around here um it's like the enduro biking, like the people who want to like bike up the hill and then bike down it, which like almost kills me. Like I sweat so much going up and then I come down and I'm like nearly like frozen because all I sweat through like my 10,000 layers and my puffy jacket and like everything I had on yet I'm still stripping it down. And it's, it's crazy. Like yesterday, I think it was like 15 degrees. I sweat through like all of my layers and I'm at the top and I'm like oh my god I am freezing now but like I had nothing on and I was still sweating um it's great exercise a great workout it's just so beautiful to take it all in so yeah yeah I want to try to learn how to skin while my knee is getting better and when I like can't snowboard because I did Nordic skiing like like once or twice and I always thought it was like such a blast because I'm not a skier mm-hmm. I've skied one time and it was last year was the first time I've ever gone skiing and so like going down like the little hills in the Nordic part was like fun for me because it wasn't like a lot of skiing but it was just fun to be able to like it's a whole body workout oh my god it's so hard yeah no it is so, so hard. I think that is something that I want to get into. But again, like, I just feel like there's not a lot of places, a lot of places to skin up here for sure. But like, I don't know a lot of places where I can Nordic ski in Vermont. Like in New Hampshire, I know that Holderness is all about it. And like, they have the trail. Mm -hmm. Like, other than that, I don't know anything about it. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know much about Nordic skiing. I've never really done the Nordic or like the classic or the skate. Um, My mom is actually... Uh, the Nordic ski coach at her school now. Um, So she's like, she's always been into it. I've been on like classic skis once and I looked like a giraffe on stilts. Like I just (laughs) didn't, it didn't like put it, I couldn't put it together. I have like zero balance and zero coordination. So I think that's why sometimes I almost find snowboarding easier than skiing. Cause like you have two separate feet when in snowboarding, like you're all, you're all together. They're both unique in their own ways, which is cool. And I like being able to say, hey, I can do both. I have like opinions on both and stuff like that. But Nordic skiing is not for me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like definitely as a snowboarder talking about Nordic skiing, like I feel like a lot of my other competitors would be like, what are you like? What what's even? But I think it's. I thought it was fun when I did it at Holderness. I always think it's fun to try new stuff, and I oh, think yeah. anything anything that's outdoors, I'm like all for. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got through all the questions, so thank you so much for coming on. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much, and I mean, heal up with your knee. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Tell Me More podcast. I am your host, Pippa Scott. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And don't forget, tell your friends you love them.